Hello and welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. I'm Lucas. And I'm David. And together we're your weekly guides to unlocking the power of presentation skills. Now, whether you're in sales, leadership, coaching, training, or any other field, this podcast is your go-to resource for everything presentations related. The goal of this podcast is to transform your ability to captivate and influence your audience and become a master presenter. And today we are talking about mistakes in mental preparations before going up on and doing and delivering a keynote. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, and I, I think this is, is interesting and I, I, I loved, will love to hear your thoughts on this, David. I know for me, when I was just basically starting in school, we were never taught how to prepare a presentation you were asked to do a book review for mm. instance and for me it was always just i read the book and then i trusted myself to just talk about the book there were no for me there was no script to follow do this first talk about this then talk about that and then you have a conclusion or whatever maybe there was but i don't remember it anyways so what i did was always to trust in myself and the memory that i had of what i was talking about and go up and deliver something and usually it went it went well. I mean, I got good grades. Everything was working out. The thing that I did was, I think I, I was always looking at the grade charts. So it said, if you want the, the basic grade, you need to know this. And I knew it. And then if you want to do better, you always have to have your own way of thinking about the subject. So I always added that in, whether it was an essay that I was writing or something that I was delivering verbally. And it always worked. I always got very high grades. Beautiful little trick. But then going into business and working and, well, being employed, being a boss, being whatever, a leader, I I was always relying on what I had learned. And I quickly realized that when studying presentation skills, it's so important to do all other things for your prep and not just, I read it, I kind of know it. And now I'll just trust myself mm. and hope. Yeah. <laughs> and, and usually it works. Yeah. But, you know, there are misses that you do. There are things that you forget to say or there are just moments that you could have made such a much bigger impact if you just did the presentation well. Mm. So I'm curious to, to listen to your the, the, the prep that you usually do and what you see that people are, are missing mm. in their preps. Yeah. And, uh, and let's go into some tips on it in the end. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Let's jump on the biggest mistake straight away from a m mental preparation perspective. And that is that people tend to spend the last five minutes thinking about what they're going to be they're going to say what how they're going to start it, the words they're going to use, the attention grab they're going to use. They go through the script in their head. That is the worst thing that you can do. You should just, if you haven't, if you haven't figured that out yet, it's definitely not the time to do it five minutes before. Mm. You should you should know that already. You should That should be flawless. And what you should spend your last five minutes doing is just putting yourself into your best mental state. Who, When are you the best version of yourself? Like when does the best presenter come out of you? What mm. does that require? And then you spend the last five minutes doing that. And uh, that was that. That is the the opposite side. Mm. So I'd say that is my absolute recommendation. Mm. 
don't spend the last five minutes rehearsing. You should have rehearsed already. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a procrastinator yeah. thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why people do it. I think it could be just a habit thing. Mm. We tend to just mm. lock ourselves into that. Mm. Uh, so I definitely recommend that. The second thing is go a little earlier, just not too early. Well, that, I think this is a bit personal, but I prefer going half an hour before just listening to the audience. Where do I have them? Mm. Are they laughing a lot? Aren't they laughing a lot? What's the energy in there? So that you can match your own energy according to the audience. I, you know, I, I, sometimes I still make this mistake. And I last one I think was about a year ago now. The client had given me details that, well, the audience, they're a bit, uh, a bit drawn back. Uh, they're, um, they don't want to do a lot of exercises. They can be a bit critical. Mm. You know? So that was my image of this audience. So I prepared my talk and I prepared it to be fairly serious and to the point, a bit technical, quite advanced. And that was my preparation. And for this particular keynote, I, I, the, the plane was late, the, there were problems with the taxi, etc., etc. So I didn't get there until 15 minutes until I was supposed to start. And then they were having a coffee break. So I go up on stage with that kind of energy that I'd built up in myself in the taxi. And they were on the absolute opposite. You know, they were laughing and they were light in their mood and they were positive and they were open. And I felt that I just killed the entire conference. I just pulled down the mood. I destroyed the, the, oh, the, the happy sensation in there. And that is something that... Yeah, I'll, I'll take that with me. Mm. Yeah. But I already knew how important it was. This has happened to me before in my career. I knew how important it was. But the, the, they actually lost the captain or the pilot of the plane. How can you, how can you lose a pilot? <laughs> I have no idea. But that was, the, that was the reason I was late, primarily. Yeah, so that's another one. Yes, mm. arrive 30 minutes before mm. listening to the audience. But don't arrive two hours early. Mm. Because... Two, oh, well, um, again, that's personal. I can't do two hours. Because if I do two hours, I, it feels like I've already put myself into some kind of preparation mode and I'm fairly exhausted after two hours. Mm. I love just going 30, 40 minutes before, boom, shake hands, hello, how are, how's everybody, what's the energy, let's go. Mm. That's when I'm at my absolute best. How, yeah. how do you do that if, if you're at a company conference, for example, and you're an internal speaker, you, maybe you're actually de demanded to be in the room the entire day. Yeah. And then now it's 30 minutes and it's soon to be your time. Yeah. How would you handle that uh, situation? Ask it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. For you, you're you're a professional public speaker. Yeah. And and you arrive at the scene. You're coming from an external place. Yeah. But then you also have speakers that are listeners to the podcast that will be internal speakers. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're the financial director. Ah, maybe yeah. they're the CEO, or or mm. maybe they're some someone else from within the company. They're mm. de demanded, or they're part of the conference. So they're sitting there the whole day. And for you, it's it's exhausting to be there two hours before, but maybe they've sat for six hours or five hours, and now it's time to get up. Yeah. And how do you 
keep yourself then on edge just before that? You leave the room, or what? What would be your your suggestion? That's a great question, and. I'd say that if you're there four or five hours earlier, it's just focus on your participation. Like just forget that you're doing your talk and mm. just focus entirely on, your, on, on, on being there, listening, interacting with other people. Do that and then just decide for yourself. Mm. 40 minutes prior to my talk, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my priming. I'm going to listen to some music. I'm going to uh, whatever, hit... 25 push-ups or whatever that person's <laughs> thing is. Mm. Yeah, so just mentally prepare yourself. Yep. But spending those four or five, six hours in your head going, oh, it's going to be yeah, my turn, <laughs> and maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that, changing your script, changing your slides while sitting there. Mm. Nah, that yeah, won't be yeah, good. This is the, the place where good preparations come into play, where you can just sit for six hours and be chill, listen to others, yeah. then go out, do your stuff, and then come in. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. That helps you so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we have the last five minutes before uh, a keynote. Yeah. Doing rehearsals. Big mm -hmm. mistake. Yeah. So arrive, perhaps, or go out of the room 30 mm -hmm. minutes before yeah. and uh, start preparing just mentally so that you're ready. Listen to the people. Listen to the audience. Okay, done. Yes. So what would be more mistakes that you've seen people do in their mental preparations? I, I see a lot of people go through in their head what questions may come up or what problems may arise, but most specifically the questions, critical mm. questions, what mm. will the audience say, what will they think? And that is also an exhausting version of a mental build-up. You know, again, the opposite. That's like a professional football player just going, wonder how, how the opposite team will score on us mm. let's just imagine somebody doing that as a prepare, pre preparation for a football match that doesn't add up so i'd say instead embrace that as well like go oh i hope they ask me a question which i haven't been able to answer before mm. that would be awesome because then i could learn to get a new angle on that uh, i hope that um that somebody has some new feedback to me for some new feedback that I could use today. That could be awesome as well. So just a different perspective mm -hmm. on questions. Yeah. The again, the way you handle the question is this is the primary thing. So if you go, wow, that is that is an extraordinary question. I've I, I've I've read about it. I know it. Can't remember it right now. Let me write that down and get back to you. Mm. What's your email? So handle the questions in that way instead. And the fourth, and I'd say the last thing that I'm going to bring up now would be sometimes you're there and you find that the speaker before you was super funny. Like mm. Literally a stand-up comedian. You don't find yourself to be funny. You're not a funny person. Uh, your style is different. But for some reason, some people instill, still, they insist that they try to match the previous speaker. Mm. So they try to be funny, but they're not funny, which just makes it so much worse. Instead, trust your style. Um, what life is about contrast. You know, we want highs, we want not just lows, but we want laughter. And then we'd love another talk where we cry, and then another presentation where we're inspired, and another talk where we laugh again, and then another talk where we just learn something technical, and that's amazing mm. as well. Mm. 
that I think that's an important thing to take with you that not match the previous speaker. I've done that mistake mistake myself uh, numerous of times and learned it at the end and stopped doing it, mm. and that helped me a lot. But that is, I think, the worst. Like the worst example of this is, I was booked for a talk at this conference, and it was twenty minutes left. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, but why is everybody going into the conference room? And then they went like, we have a surprise for you. <laughs> oh, what is the surprise? I didn't know what was happening. Mm. And in on stage, they bring this super popular energetic rock band just comes in from nowhere <laughs> and just rips these songs off gets the audience dancing and crying and moving you know the entire thing is oh, i don't know it's hard to explain but the the energy boost that came out of that was just insane mm. and then <laughs> 20 minutes later they go and no. uh, a big applaud to them. Yes, standing <laughs> ovation. Now we have a surprise number two for you. David J.P. Phillips on how to avoid death by PowerPoint. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Crickets. Uh, how can I even remotely come close to that? And um, I, I attempted. Yeah. I attempted to deliver how to avoid death by PowerPoint as it was a rock show. <laughs> yeah. and that didn't work yeah no yeah that didn't work mm. that just fell pretty badly down yeah not doing that again how to avoid death by yeah keynote rock concert yes, yes. had i just gone in there and <laughs> believed in that my talk is amazing it would have worked mm. yeah well, trying to match the previous rock concert in death by powerpoint talk yeah just not a good idea so yeah those Four mm. things yeah. to think yeah. of. I think mm. that last one is really something that a lot of us can just relate to mm. of being in comparison. I mean, th that's the whole thing with social media today. You see everyone's houses, the, the perfect lives, the, the fast cars, whatever it is. And you compare whatever you have with that. Yeah. And uh, forget to remember to just be, to be grateful for the things that we have, but also just... Like, this is my message. Mm. I own it. They mm. booked me because they wanted to hear the thing that I do, mm. not something else. And it's not time here to start yeah. changing it. Mm. I need to do what was prepared. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I, uh, I look at people's criticism of me or of others as music. It's like death metal. <laughs> some people love death metal. Yeah. Some don't. Uh, but they're humans, both of them. And it's the same thing with presenters. It's the same mm. thing with social media. It's the same thing with in, any and all humans. Everybody can't like you. It's mm. just impossible. Um, people have their preferences. Some like that death metal, some don't. Some will like you, some, will, some won't. Mm. But what you can always be true is to yourself. If you know that this is my thing, this is what I do, this is why people commonly enjoy what i do you wouldn't have Coldplay suddenly going like we we we, we should sound more like metallica you know mm. there's more people who like metallica mm. so we should sound like metallica Nah, you know there's plenty of people who like Coldplay. you do your thing that's how you became famous that's how you became big so yeah trust mm. your thing and trust who you are and, and the vibe that you put out
So we talked about mistakes. Yep. I am curious. Oh. If I was to give you a random subject that you are going to present, mm-hmm. you get an hour to mm-hmm. prepare. Mm-hmm. What are the preparations that you would do in order to just deliver that subject? From a mental perspective? Yeah. Yeah. So you give me one hour to prepare. Or is it a one hour long thing? Is the keynote one hour? Uh, no, 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 I get it. Okay, I, I, let's rephrase this one. Yeah. I realize it's, it's, uh, it, I just wanted to find out, I guess. It was, we'll do that next time. Yeah. <laughs> Another time. Thank you. <laughs> Before your keynotes. Yeah. Like you've done them so many times yeah. now, so you know them by heart. Yeah. What are the preparations that you would recommend people to do before they go up on stage before they know that they have a talk maybe it's in a week maybe it's in a month whatever it is yeah they need to do a presentation what are the key mental preparations that they need to do that you that you do and that you think that other people should do this is such a big question that i'd absolutely recommend we do uh, another episode on this just mm. cover it all in there but i'll just give you something as you're asking so kindly i'd say I'd say that one of the absolute key core things to doing a good job on a presentation is reminding yourself of why you're doing it and why the audience is listening and why it's interesting and relevant to them. So like a super clear example from my end is my talk on self-leadership called Angels and the Devil's Cocktail is born out of me hacking my depression and that gave birth to the book High on Life. Mm. And uh, the uh, every, every time I do that one, every time I do that talk, I just take a moment to remind myself why I do it. And why I do it is because I never ever want anyone ever to ever feel what I felt. And the talk isn't for just people who could possibly become depressed. It's about just people feeling better. So I, I want to promote that. So I go back to the pain I felt and I go back to the to the pleasure of hacking my depression and as soon as I just repeat that why in myself, I become what I find invincible. Like I have my why and it can bear anyhow. Mm. And then I remind myself of why are they there? And the, it could be the same thing. But in this case, it is more common that they are there to, um, to open, open a door in their mind to understand that self-leadership is a thing mm. and that you can change your emotions with a snap of your fingers and by so practically change the outcome of your life to a great extent. So I just remind myself of these two whys and then Mm. boom, I become 10 times more fluent, powerful, focused, Mm. decisive uh, than if I didn't. So that's just one example of Mm. mental preparations Mm. before. But yeah, that's another episode because then we have to we should dive into dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, testosterone, cortisol, the impact of these and how to influence them in order to become or be a better presenter, mm. a better deliverer. Mm. Yeah. If that's cool with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. It is. We have a lot yeah. of time to, to yeah. just record. Next episode then. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you. So we now know that key mistakes that people do are Spending the last five minutes before a presentation doing rehearsals. That should have been done way sooner than that. Do arrive approximately 30 minutes before just to scout the audience, understand the feelings, emotions, and match. Uh, And 
spending time thinking about what the audience will think about what you have to say and the questions that you might get and being in a critical state will not help you in your delivery. So please don't do that. Embrace them instead. Mm. Yes. And the last thing was trying to compare yourself to the speaker before you. You are who you are. You own your message and you will do what you were asked to do. Do your thing. Yes. Nice summary. Well done, Lucas. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you ever want to learn more about presentation skills, you can always find us. We have a mastery program called Presenter Mastery. If you're interested in that, you go to presentermastery.com slash apply and you'll find out more about how we can help you become a master presenter. Smashing. All right. All right. Thank you. Over and out. Cheers. Bye-bye.